Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier. And today we're talking about why I left social media. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're going to get straight to the point about why I left social media. Now, I typically, when I do these podcasts, you know, I put practical in the title and I say practical in the intro because uh, I really want this thing to be like the how to's or in regards to like, Hey, this is what works and this is what doesn't work. And so I try not to get too personal in nature due to the fact that um, I think that this isn't, this is not a podcast, but me doing like a daily vlog, if you will, like, you know, some people would do where I kind of give you all the intimate details of my life. However, I recently made a decision that I think is probably really good to talk about um, from a perspective of that of somebody who works in communications and works really in the digital realm. And that is the decision to leave social media. Now, when I say leave social media, um, I mean, think of the big three, if you will, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, sorry, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, not YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I, those are the big three that I thought, okay, well, let's step away from those things. So I deactivated the Twitter account, deactivated the Facebook account, and deactivated the Instagram account. So they're not deleted per se, but for the most part, they're dormant. Uh, I will occasionally get on, you know, one of them for my, I can get on them for my church, but we'll talk about that in a second. But for the most part, I pretty much, if you will, ghosted that whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm done and I'm out. Now, let me kind of give you a little reason, some reasons why um, I made that call. Now, keep in mind, in terms of me, uh, I have a pretty decent Twitter following. Um, I was running one of the, uh, the largest church communications Facebook group along with a former coworker. So this is not a light decision by which you just pull the plug and you say, hey, I'm just going to do this. And you just do it. And this is something you have to think through and calculate out. So I actually planned this out months in advance and kind of actually set a date by which I was going to make some of these changes. And I started thinking through some of these changes actually last August. So this is something I've been trying to figure out in the back of my mind. And part of it was, was my thought process was what's the problem I'm really trying to solve with social media. Cause I try to think of it like, in, you know, what's the problem I'm trying to solve for and does that thing solve for that problem? And I kind of break problems up into two categories, hard problems and soft problems. So like hard problems to me are things that are like coding or like building something. That's a hard problem. I'm trying to figure out how to solve it. Soft problems like people problems. Like you're just navigating people, navigating life, having to negotiate, whatever that is. It's a, you know, it's a soft problem in terms of because you're dealing with people skills. And so when I looked at social media, I was like, I don't give a really good idea for what it's solving in my life. And so then I began to take a step back and say, what am I really participating in? So what I found is there's this whole culture of what I would call the expert entrepreneur industry. And what I mean by that, it's, it's people who, some of whom have a deep amount of experience, some who have little experience, but are passing themselves off of people with a lot of experience in specifically the church communications field. And it's this whole entrepreneur industry by which they are basically, you know, finding ways to create businesses around church communications or around the church. And by the way, a lot of these people are my friends. Um, and I think that a lot of them do really great work, but there is a subset of that, which I think honestly, at the end of the day, really see it as a way to make money and not as a really as a way to advance the kingdom of God. And I really felt this, 
this suspicion and this feeling that by participating in a large Facebook group and running ads with people, um, that we were participating in something that just didn't feel right. It felt a little bit not totally on the up and up. Um, and again, nothing nefarious was happening. It just, in my head, it just didn't feel like something I was totally, completely comfortable with. So as I began to think through that and said, you know, do you want to participate in this industry that does things a certain way? In other words, they do content marketing by which they get you to download a freebie so you get their email list and the email list will eventually hit you up for products they want you to buy. Or they create products for problems that have already been solved, but their version of it's slightly different. So they're really not adding anything to the conversation or moving the ball forward. They're just trying to take a piece of an existing pie, i.e., you know, how you tithe online or, you know, um, social media images. Those are the ones that come to my mind immediately. And I sat there and thought, I don't know if I want to participate in that. I don't know if I'm helping actually helping churches actually communicate any better by doing that. So I sat, I sat back and said, I don't think I want to participate in this anymore. So I, uh, contacted, a, a good guy named Kenny Zhang and Kenny, uh, decided to take over my half of the communications Facebook group because I didn't want to leave Katie high and dry. So he's running that now and he's going to crush it. And he's, he's a great guy. He's going to kill it. He's going to do wonderful. But for me, I just felt like that wasn't the right place to be. So the other part of it was this, when I looked at social media from not just a, do I want to participate in this is adding value um, in terms of actually, you know, are we actually really solving problems? The other part was a psychological issue um, by which I wasn't any way, shape, or form slipping into addiction or depression or anything like that. But I was reading an overwhelming number of studies that said, if you continue down this route, this is where you're going to end up. You're going to end up, uh, you're going to end up with some sort of dysfunction by which you are going to become addicted to these things. You're going to check the number of likes on an Instagram post. You're going to check the number of Twitter followers, retweets. You're going to check how many people on Facebook commented on your posts, liked things. And I found myself doing that enough to where the point was like, I don't really care about that. And I shouldn't care about that. Why? Because I've got a lot bigger things to do than worry about a Facebook post. And I felt like I was contributing to a system by which that was the end game to get me onto that platform and to live on that platform. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to participate in that. So I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to say, you know what, it's not really what I need. So overwhelming amount of evidence by which I saw mental health possibly becoming an issue. Um, myself personally seeing some, some stuff that I was like, I'm not super comfortable with from that perspective. And, and I also knew at the end of the day that no matter what Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter say that their platform will always be built in a way that's always going to be mentally unhealthy for you. Um, they can't change that because the nature of their business is built on the idea of getting you addicted to their platforms. That's how they make money. Um, you know, they'll try other ways to make money, but the reality of it is, is they want you on the platform as long as possible. They want you in this infinite pool of content by which you'll spend all day there because that's the way they're, that's the way the system's wired. And I just don't want to participate in a system by which you're going to suck a lot of my valuable time. So the question I get now, the two questions actually I get now that I've made this decision is one is what about your church? So you run in the digital sphere. If you're not on social media, how are you running your church's accounts or how are you keeping an eye on the changes in social media? Because you know, you're making some of those decisions. That's a good question. Um, one, I'm blessed to have an amazing coworker who 
um, really gets down to the details of the nitty gritty on the digital stuff for us, a girl named Morgan Comer, who's amazing. Um, but on another level, I actually have church accounts that are tied to my church email address. So I actually still can get on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for that part and look at the platform, see how they're changing. When they make updates, I'll go on. I can look around and say, okay, these are the updates. Here's how we need to approach this. But I'm not on there to look up my own personal stuff like friends posts or anything like that because I'm operating out of a, you know, almost an anonymous profile, if you will. So for me, that's how I still stay up to date. I still am very aware of the platforms. I know how they function, know what they do. Um, but I'm not going to use them from a personal standpoint because I, for me, that's just not super healthy to do. Uh, so the other question I get is, okay, so what about your personal life? Uh, how are you going to be in the know? Uh, and which I think is a really funny question because my argument is, well, like pre internet or pre social media, how was I in the know? Um, that doesn't change it on to a certain degree. It's almost like resetting the button, the button a little bit on that. Um, and for the most part, I'll tell you 95% of the stuff that's on Facebook, Instagram, I don't need to know. And my life is no different by the fact I don't know those things. And the 5% I probably need to know, I usually find out via email, text, phone, conversation, hallway conversation. I find out other ways. Uh, family still does group texts and that kind of stuff between my mom, my brother, and, and other people and my other side of the family. So we, you know, we still communicate. I'm just not communicating on a level by which I'm doing it via Facebook or Instagram. And the other thing, the other great thing about this is by getting off of this, Facebook Messenger is not another inbox for me to answer, which is great because people who know me best either have my cell phone number or they know how to email me. You know, you can go on my website and find out how to email me. So that's not an issue. So for me, honestly, I didn't miss out on any information at all by which it was really pertinent to me to kind of know this thing. So for the most part, I will tell you, leaving social media is extremely good uh, for me. And I would honestly venture to say it's probably going to be extremely good for you it's probably something you really need to think through really need to think about because the question i would pose to you is this for you to do the really good work you got to do the good work by which i mean you really got to think hard about the things you're trying to do sermon artwork video production um, even your social media strategy for that matter okay we'll even go there uh you're building your website um, figuring out how you're going to, what your strategy plan for communicating, maybe a, uh, some sort of building campaign. That's the kind of thing you can't do while checking Facebook or Instagram constantly. You can't be pinging these networks every single minute to figure out what's going on. Um, when you are trying to actually do the hard work and deep think about the things that really matter, you just simply can't do it. Science has told us you just cannot do it at the same time. When you have downtime, you really should really focus on trying to be bored. Science has also shown us that by the way, by the fact if you're bored and not spending time on your phone on these social networks, that's when some of your best creative ideas will come. For me, I have found by not being on social media, not being on those networks and those channels, um, I find myself a lot more kind of having a lot more free time in my hands, in, in my mind, and that allows me to be bored just and just think and contemplate and get better ideas just by the fact I'm simply not engaging in that, I would say, borderline mindless activity. So for me, I would strongly, from my perspective, I would strongly advise you to stay away from that because I think you'll find you'll find yourself actually doing really hard, deep work, the really good work that matters. And at the same time, I think you'll find yourself being bored, but being bored in a good way. In fact, there's three books that I'm going to tell you that I'm going to recommend you read that kind of help shape my thinking on this and kind of help guide me 
through this last four or five months of making this decision, making this call about social media. Um, the first book is 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts by right by Jaron Lanier. That's 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now by Jaron Lanier. Uh, Jaron's one of the fathers of founding fathers of VR, um, virtual reality. He knows the ins and outs of Silicon Valley, and he gives some pretty strong arguments for why this is really not making you a better person. Uh, his, his, his language is kind of strong in the book. I'm going to warn you, but I think it's strong language that is, I think, you know, I think is used in a proper context for, for how serious the situation is. The other two books are written by a guy named Cal Newport and Cal Newport's become a personal favorite in terms of my authors that I love to read. His first book is digital minimalism, choosing a focused life in a noisy world. And he actually walks you through what it's like to get rid of your social media accounts or how to use your social media accounts in a way that's actually productive and professional. And the other book he's written is called Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. And that really is the book where he kind of goes really into the hard work of saying, like, if you want to do really good work, uh, Cal is a computer science, professor, computer science professor at Georgetown University. He really walks you through, like, if you're going to do this, like, really hard work that you've got to do to solve hard problems, you can't do this with with constantly email, barrage, devices, et cetera, et cetera, and social media being one of those cheap things. So to recap, for me, I think social media at the end of the day just doesn't really provide the value it says it does. I think the community that it says it gives you is not really real community. I don't think it really is. I think the real community happens with the people around you who you live with and eat with and you hang out with. I think those that's actually the real community. I think uh, 95% of the stuff that I know I'm missing right now, I really don't need to know. And I'm totally fine not knowing those things. In fact, I feel a lot better not having all that additional information in my head. In fact, I find myself more focused than I've been in the past because of the fact I just don't don't worry about those things. I don't have to deal with those things. Um, emotionally speaking, you find, you'll find yourself less angry and less anxious because of that. So for me, this has been a, a good, good decision. Uh, again, those three books I listed were really influential in trying to figure out how to navigate that. And so just you pick up one of those books, give them a read, and I think it'll help navigate you in that decision. So that's where I currently stand. I'll still post stuff via secondhand ways of getting stuff on social media every once in a while in terms of that, but I won't interact on those platforms and I won't actively participate on them. To me, it just seems like it's not where the value for me is. And to be honest with you, I mean, you know, there's other ways to, to, to get that work done. And I think that the, there's, there's more ways to, more ways to be valuable to the world than just posting stuff on social media. So there you go. So that's why I'm not on social media. Again, this is a little bit of a, more of a personal essay in terms of a podcast, but one I think was one that was needed. So there you go. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate us on iTunes. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play. I think we're we're on every single platform now. So I'm pretty excited about that. So give us, you know, the hit the old subscribe button and uh, download us to your favorite podcast player. We really would appreciate that. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.